This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Having it all is sponsored by Health IQ an insurance company that helps health-conscious people like yoga lovers, runners, and vegetarians get lower rates on their life insurance. Go to healthiq.com slash A-L-L to support the show and see if you qualify. Welcome to the Having It All podcast, the show about what it takes to live an abundant, loving life. My name is Matthew Bivens, and each week I'm helping you get out of your head so that you can truly have it all. Let's do it. What is up, my friends? Welcome to the podcast. My name is Matthew Bivens, and I am thrilled that you are here hanging out with me today. And you know what? I'm recording from the car right now, and being in the car makes me think of I'm on the road of life. (laughs) And I just wanted to let you know that on this journey, on this road of life, you are doing it. There's no final destination. There really isn't. There, there's no guru status that we're all trying to get to. All that stuff is BS. It is. You know, I'm, I'm a Star Wars fan. I love Star Wars. I'm a fanboy. And the wisest dude in the Star Wars galaxy is Yoda. And he continued learning and continued growing all the way until he met his quote-unquote end and became one with the Force. Spoiler alert for anybody who hadn't seen the movie before. And when he met his end, he was 900 years old. 900 years old, and he's still learning. So I think that's a great reminder for all of us to stop thinking there's something wrong with us because we haven't figured it out by now. You know, you're in your 20s, your 30s, your 40s, your 50s, whatever it is, and you're like, oh, I haven't figured it out. There's nothing to, there's no place to get to. Literally, there isn't. All right just wanted to start off by saying that. And now I'll circle back and let you know why I'm recording from my car. Every once in a while, it just sounds better for me to hang out in the car. <laughs> and today, Sarah is in the studio. She's on an interview right now. Uh, she's interviewing somebody for our other podcast, the Doing It At Home podcast. She's talking to a doula, which is awesome. And then Maya is playing with her nanny right now, Donna, in the den, And the rest of our house is hardwood floors and tons of echo, so I come to the car. And it's just a, I don't know, it's awesome. It's like my own little personal studio. So that's a pro tip for anybody out there who's considering starting a podcast. Sometimes a great place to record is your car or a closet. A closet with a bunch of clothes, that's a great place. The sound doesn't bounce. So anyway, 
starting off with a tangent, but that's all right. I want to send some gratitude to everyone for listening, for tuning into the show. This is your first time. Welcome. I don't always start off with Star Wars and car tangents, but that's what you got today. If it's not your first time, then thanks for coming back. I appreciate it. And uh, I'm hoping that something in the show is just resonating with you, stirring some sort of inner curiosity to just go inwards. Go inwards. That's what this is about, right? Creating that abundant, loving life is about mindset. It's about beliefs. It's about paradigms. It's about how you view the world. Because that's a choice. You know, there's people out there who don't believe the world and the universe is abundant. And that's fine. That's a choice. You know, you can wear on that belief and see how it works for you. For me, I I like to wear on the belief that the universe is abundant and I'm experiencing it at all times. Not just when things are flowing, not just when money's coming in or I'm getting a lot of love from people, but when there's hardship. Because there can be an abundance of circumstances and an abundance of stuff hitting the fan. But it's all perspective. So if you're back listening again, I imagine you connect with that message. I want to give a couple shout outs. First of all, I want to shout out Mario T. Thanks for the email, Mario. I appreciate it. And uh, I believe I shot you back a response recently. So I feel I feel happy about myself for that, for, for getting back in a timely manner. But, you know, Mario, thanks for the email. And uh, I, I look forward to hearing more about your life perspective. So I look forward to that. And I wanted to also shout out a recent review that I thought was, was really cool. Uh, this one comes from Mart. Mart Zinn, 1995, and the review on iTunes, he says, Matt, keep doing what you're doing. I recently came across your podcast, and I like the message as I'm going through a transformation at age 48. I definitely want to have it all. Good job, and we'll email you soon. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love that, you know, Martin, in your life, it's never too late for transformation. And for all of us, it's so key to just Understand, transformation can happen at any time. You know, that goes back to the message at the top of the show. Just there is no final spot, like final destination where you just get it and you stop transforming and you stop growing and you stop learning. It goes on. Whether you live to be 80 or 100 or 900, it's constant evolution, constant transformation. We're like, we're like those, uh, you know, those insects that when they get too big for their skin, they shed their exoskeleton and they, they reemerge brand new. That's what we're doing. You know, as we continue to just go inward and just look and tinker and, and, and work on understanding ourselves from a deeper level, we just continue to grow and to transform. So, Mart Zinn, 1995, thank you for that review. I applaud you on your, your transformation journey and keep it up. I love it. So if if you want to reach out to me, anybody out there wants to reach out and connect and, and you know share their perspective and ask a question or whatever, you can email me at mattcbivens at gmail.com. And if you want to be like Martzin and have your review read on the podcast, then you can do that by just submitting a review to iTunes, you know, or, or I think now they call it Apple Podcast. So submit your review, Apple Podcast. Rate the show and give me honest feedback. Honest feedback. I thrive off feedback. I really, really do. You know, I've had some folks who just straight up say, hey, XYZ about your show is crap. Fix it. Change it. And I'm like, okay, cool. I appreciate it. Thank you. Because 
I'm always trying to evolve and grow the show. And if you've been around for any period of time listening to this show, you know it's grown and evolved, right? My first episodes are very different than the episodes I'm doing now. And that's just because it changes. And as I get more feedback, I learn what everybody likes. And I learn really where, you know, what, what, what I want to be saying more. So anyway, all of that is to say I appreciate it. Connect with me. I love it. And we've got a great topic today. We're going to be talking about building trust in relationships. And I know that this is going to resonate with so many people because it's, it has to do with relationships with other people, but it really begins with our relationship with self. So before we jump into that topic, let's take a quick sponsor break. Saving money on exterior wall lights. Now at Menards. Find your style with Patriot Lighting. Exterior lights enhance the look of your home. Choose from over 50 options from Patriot Lighting. Now through May 19th, get $10 instant savings on a single qualifying purchase of $100 or more on in-stock outdoor wall lights. Check out our entire selection of outdoor lights and see the rest of our deals happening now on Menards.com. Save big money at Menards. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. Laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. When was the last time you were rewarded for making healthy choices in your life? Health IQ provides life insurance for health-conscious individuals like you and I, and they believe that we should reap the benefits from healthy living. Just like saving money on your car insurance for being a safe driver, Health IQ saves you money on your life insurance for living a health-conscious lifestyle. They use science and data to secure lower rates on life insurance for health-conscious people like runners, cyclists, vegetarians, and yoga lovers. 56% 56% of Health IQ customers save anywhere between 4 and 33% on their life insurance. And these savings are exclusive to Health IQ. Now, when Sarah and I were recently shopping for our life insurance, we would have loved to have saved some money thanks to our lifestyle. Well, now you can. To see if you qualify, get your free quote today at healthiq.com all, or mention the promo code all when you talk to your Health IQ agent. All right, I'm back, and today's topic was inspired by a listener email. So like I said, we are going to be getting into trust in relationships and how you can create more trust in your relationship so that you can really build that strong foundation to create something amazing. I mean, that's ultimately what we want. We want to create amazing things in our relationships, whether it's creating connection, creating intimacy, maybe it's a business relationship and you want to create some revenue, whatever it is, like we're all about creating and manifesting. And so trust is a huge, huge part of that. And I have gone through so many ups and downs in my my life with relationships. And um, man, I'm just, I'm interested in diving into this because it's going to be, it's going to, it's going to help me to continue to grow my current relationships. So this is going to be a two-parter. Um, and then this first part, it's just going to be me 
I'm going to talk about the work that I've done as an individual to build trust. And in part two, I'm going to bring my wife, Sarah, in on this. And we'll get into the intentional work that we've done as a couple to build trust. So this is going to be a really cool series, and I'm excited about both. What I want to do now is read the listener email. This email comes from Mark. And Mark says, Hi, Matthew. I just listened to a few of your episodes. I appreciate you and Sarah bringing real content in the podcast. Can you talk or give feedback about what you and Sarah have worked on individually and how you were able to build so much trust? Just on how to not take things personally and overcoming fears while you express thoughts and feelings to each other. And Mark and I went back and forth. And in another email, he said, I struggle with trust which I think we all do at times, and being able to let people in, including my lady. It has added even more struggles and being able to share and receiving her sharing her feelings without getting offended or thinking it's my fault or that I am the bad guy. I appreciate all the knowledge you, you both have and having done a lot of work already to be able to try new and different things. Thank you, Mark. So there's a couple of things from Mark's email that I wanted to address. And I, I've kind of bundled them into what I feel are, are two main categories, two buckets. The first thing, you know, Mark talks about overcoming the fear to express yourself honestly. That's huge. It's so big in relationships. Just being in a space, feeling comfortable enough that you can express how you're feeling, share what you're thinking, and be totally honest and transparent without all the fear of the consequence, right? And to me, that goes hand in hand with being able to let people in, welcoming people into your space, into your thoughts, into your emotions, ultimately into your fears. That's huge. That's, that's bucket number one. The second bucket is holding the space for your partner to share. You know, creating this space to where they feel comfortable sharing. All right? Because there has to be that environment. So people have to feel safe in order to, to share and be open and be vulnerable. And that goes along with not taking things personally. You know, this whole conversation Mark had about thinking, you know, it's his fault or that he's the bad guy or just getting offended in general. So those are the two buckets. And let's jump into the first one. You know, this idea of, of overcoming the fear to express yourself honestly and letting people in. Because I, man... When I think back to my relationships, I can go all the way back to when I was a young lad and I remember single digits and being sad. I don't know. I was, I was sad. Uh, I don't know if it was a disproportionate amount of time or if compared to other people, it was a lot. But I just remember being sad and sort of being in this brooding, funky state and giving off all the signals that I was sad. However, I never, never, never let people in on it. So what I would do is I'd be, you know, eight, nine, ten years old. I'd be sitting in my room, just pouting, sad, whatever. My mom would come to the door. She would knock because my mom always felt it. You know, she's a mother. She knows when her kids are going through something. She always felt it. And she would come check up on me. And she'd say, hey, Matthew, is everything okay? And I'd say, yeah, everything's fine. And in my mind, I was like, no, mom, everything isn't fine. I want you, I want to be able to tell you, but I need you to ask again. And my mom would say, are you sure everything's okay? And I would say, 
yeah, mom, everything's fine. But again, in my mind, I'm like, no, please asking. Please keep asking me. Please keep prying. Please, please keep pushing. Please keep pushing. But after two or three of those of those asks by my mom, she would say, okay, well, if you need me, I'll be around. And she would go off and do her thing. And I would, I wouldn't let her in, you know? And there was this, this fear I had around letting other people in. And that was when I was a kid. And that continued to play out through my, you know, my young adulthood. When I first started dating people, when I was a teenager, I mean, I, I wasn't letting anybody in because I was so afraid of my own emotions. I was so afraid of everything that was going on within me. There was no way in hell I was going to let another person in. And so what I started to learn as I got older and then eventually as I broke out of that habit, that was a, that was a habit that I formed that went back a long time. You know, my conversation was that I don't want to let my partner in. I don't want to let my girlfriend in because they might see me for, for who I truly am. Instead of this mask or this projection that I'm putting out into the world, they may see me for who I really am. You know, they may really see what I think, what I feel, what my thoughts are, what my values are, and they won't like it. Therefore, they will stop loving me. That's what it came down to for me. My fear of letting other people in was connected to my desire to be loved. And I felt that the more people really got to know the real me, they would disapprove. They would not want to be around me and they would withhold their love from me. And that was big enough for me to just constantly be guarded. To always be constructing walls. To always have an arm's length with people. Even the folks I was sleeping with. The people who I said I loved. You know, the the girlfriends who I, I pictured building a life with and marrying. I got comfortable with this idea that there are aspects of my life, of my character, that I will never reveal to them. That's an interesting place to be. When you've made yourself comfortable with deceit, comfortable with lying through omission. And I was there. I was totally there. I was totally committed to that. And so, you know, when I'm, Mark, when I'm reading your email and I'm, I'm hearing you talk about struggle with trust and being able to let people in, I'm wondering what's going on inside of you that you are afraid of your lady seeing and knowing about you. And really, it goes back to judgment. You are judging the crap out of yourself about something. Maybe it's one thing, maybe it's multiple things. But there's something going on within you that you are judging, that you feel so critical about, that you feel ashamed of or embarrassed of, that you feel you need to hide it. And that by shining light on it, you know, if, 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 your, if your partner found out about it, that would be it. It would be a deal breaker. And I've been there, man. I have. I have. I, and I can say that there is, your health does not go up. And we can look at health across many spectrums, physical, mental, emotional, spiritual. It does not go up when you are denying your inner feelings, your beliefs, your desires, when you are not accepting them, when you are shunning them, when you are trying to suppress them. 
healing and growth and transformation doesn't happen. You're cutting off that flow of love. So, you know, it's been my experience that as long as I'm wrestling with those things within me, of course I'm not letting people in. There's no way I'm going to let somebody in to see the inner workings of me when I don't want to see the inner workings of me. When it's hard enough for me to be with myself and be with my thoughts and be with my true nature, if I'm denying something about myself that's fundamental, there's no way I'm going to let anybody else in to potentially see that. And so I I invite you and I recommend you explore that. Explore that. Like there is such... The feeling that comes when you are able to accept yourself for who you are and approve of yourself for who you are, it's very liberating. And and I know that you know that. But it takes crazy amount of guts to just go inward and sit with those things, to sit with that feeling. What is it that you are wanting to hide? So that's, honestly, that's where I would, I would start. I would start, you know, start with being honest with yourself. Being honest with yourself, with whatever it is that you're feeling. And it could be you, you know, what I like to do is I talk out loud. I use car rides and different things. So just talk out, talk out loud how I'm feeling. You know, I never, I, I have yet to connect with uh, journaling and writing things down. Sometimes my mind moves so fast and I, you know, my hands can't follow that quick that I feel like I miss things. So for me, it's just to talk things out. And in your case, it might just be talking out what it is that you're feeling. I'm scared as hell of being alone. I'm scared that, that no one will love me. I'm scared that this person in front of me is the only person who's ever going to love me at this level, whatever it is. And I invite you to keep going deeper. Okay, well, why does that matter to you? Why does it matter so much that this person gives you their love? Why? Why does that matter? And I, and I really believe that as you start to unpeel those layers, kind of like an onion, you're going to get to some stuff at the root of it that really all of this is about. And simply shining a light on that, man, simply shining a light on it begins the healing process. Just just being able to to name it and describe it. Wow, I'm feeling this. I'm afraid of this. I don't feel that I am blank, whatever it is. As soon as you're able to put some light on that, things start to happen. It's a powerful, powerful process and one that I've done and continue to do with myself. Because when I'm feeling afraid of letting somebody in, there's a physical, like a visceral response in my body. And when I experience something like anxiety, like my heart rate goes up, or if I'm, I'm feeling something like shame or embarrassment and, and something is happening in my body, I have learned that my body doesn't lie. Right? My body is simply printing out what I'm telling it to. So I'm telling it to print out shame and fear and anxiety. So there's something in there that's going on. That's a signal for me to go in to lean into it and to go figure it out. So if you're experiencing that around letting people in, lean into that feeling and explore it for yourself. That's my very, very first piece of, I don't know, insight, feedback to you. 
Because as you start to explore that, then the fear to express yourself starts to go away. As you start to become more comfortable with the things that are going on between your ears, in your heart, it becomes less scary to share those things with other people. But as long as you're afraid of them, it's going to be incredibly hard to share them with other people. So that was the first part of your email, the first bucket. And the second part of your email had to do with holding space for your partner to share. And that's big. And what has worked phenomenally in my relationship is this idea of making constant deposits into that person's tank. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And so, again, this could be your romantic partner. It could be a business partner. It could be a friend, whomever it is. Being able to make those deposits. So that's doing different gestures. That's speaking their love language. Love languages is probably my favorite way to describe this. Every one of us has a love language. And that's a way in which we desire to be loved. For some people, it's words of affirmation. For other people, it's physical touch. For some people, it's gifts or acts of service. There's all these different love languages. When you understand what your love language is, the way that you like to be loved, then you can communicate that to another person. So for example, I love gifts and words of affirmation. When Sarah does little things for me, excuse me, not gifts, acts of service. When Sarah does little acts of service for me and when she affirms me, that fills up my tank. But hers, hers is different. Hers might be quality time and physical touch, right? And so if I'm loving her in the way that I want to be loved, she's not going to receive it and vice versa. So for you, Mark, creating that space so that you know your partner feels comfortable, it's about making those deposits, filling up her tank, because those deposits are how you build trust. It's one way in which you can build trust. So go check out the five love languages. You can go just Google it, and there's actually a little quiz you can do to determine what your love languages are. And I recommend you uncover yours and her love languages. And then start creating a habit around speaking her love language. You know, maybe twice a week, do something that speaks her love language and just make those little deposits. Right? So it's just doing the little things that she appreciates, doing the little things that she values. And the other side of that coin is there no major violations. No major violations of trust, violating her value system. You know, those, those things become withdrawals. So if, if the deposits are filling up the tank, 
things like lying or cheating or, you know, things like that, those are withdrawals. Those take trust out of the tank. And it's very, very hard to create a space for somebody to to express themselves when their tank is very low, particularly if it's low because you've made major withdrawals. So for example, if there's been lying or cheating and it's recent and it's still it's still a hot button thing and there's a lot of emotion around it, it's hard. It's hard for people to really open up and be vulnerable in that space. Cuz the trust is so low. So in my relationships, you know, I've gotten very clear as to what the people closest to me are playing for. Sometimes it looks like I understand their mission statement. You know, if those people actually have a mission statement, which a lot of the people in my closest circles do, then I know what they're playing for and I'm able to, you know, walk with them on that journey. I'm able to hold them accountable to that. And I'm also aware of their love languages and aware of the different ways that I can make deposits in their tank. And so that's what I do. You know, I try to show up powerfully, make those deposits, be there for those people to build that trust. And it's a huge thing. And building trust within yourself is similar. You know, there, there is a, a, a way for you to make those deposits within yourself so that you can build that trust with you as well. It looks like keeping promises to yourself, you know, holding standards. If you create a standard around going to the gym once a week or, you know, going to, to, to church every weekend and holding that standard, no matter how you're feeling emotionally, that's a major deposit in your tank. So it's crucial that both people, when you come to the table to try to have an honest conversation, that both people have their, their tanks filled up, that there's been enough deposits so that everybody can come and say, okay, there's trust here. You know, you've deposited in my tank. I've, I've done the same in yours. I can now start to feel comfortable. So that's, that's what I have to say about holding the space. And now you also talked about taking things personally. And this was something that I, man, I, I used to be very sensitive and take a lot of things personally. Everything to me felt like criticism. Everything to, I mean, everything, man. You know, like I, I remember uh, being in high school, freshman in high school, and I was on the soccer team and my coach didn't put me in for a game. And I felt ashamed about that. I felt embarrassed. There was two of us that in that game that did not play. And, you know, I, I felt like a loser. And my dad, after the game, you know, my dad has been an athlete his life. And um, I think part, part of what he experienced with that was, you know, frustration and, and things as well. But he was angry and, and he asked me a, just a simple question, you know, like, why didn't he put you in? And I immediately started crying. I took it so personally. And I took it personally because I was judging myself so much for what had happened. And as soon as he said something that to me resembled the same type of judgment I was doing on myself, I just couldn't handle it. And so that was something I had to work on, not taking things personally. And for me, there's, there's a couple of things that have really helped with that. The first is that acknowledging when somebody says something that I take personally, it's because some part of me finds truth in their statement. So if they're shining a light on something that you'd not rather not be out in the open, then that's when you get offended. 
you know? And it, again, it's, it's happened to me. And um, ah, here's another example. Sarah and I were having a conversation just the other night. And uh, I was going to be talking to a business coach. This was yesterday. I had an appointment to speak with a potential business coach. And I was feeling insecure about it. I had all these feelings like, oh, I need to do this. I don't feel prepared. You know, all of my my limiting beliefs around who I am as a businessman, as an entrepreneur, all of those insecurities came up. And it wasn't attractive. I'll be honest, looking back at it now, like it it, it wasn't the way that I want to show up. And Sarah just straight up called me out on it. She told me I was not having powerful thoughts. She told me that, you know, I need to step up. And I got offended. I got offended because she was 100% accurate. There was truth in what she was saying. And thankfully for, for, for that situation and for my eventual call, I got over it pretty quickly. And you know, I think that it was because I was able to recognize that she was holding me to a higher personal standard because she's really pulling for me. She wants me to win. And that means pointing out when I'm playing small. So Mark, when you're having somebody, like when you're feeling defensive and you're taking something personally, recognize when that's happening and understand that that's your ego, that's your emotion. Do whatever you need to do in the moment or in the, in the moments afterwards to take a step back, to remove your ego from the equation and say, what about what they just said do I feel is true? Where, where is the truth in that statement? Because you have to have the button for somebody to push. You have to have the receptor for that statement to actually connect with you and do something to you. Right? If, if, if somebody came up to me and called me illiterate, it wouldn't really do much for me because there's no receptor for that. There's no button within me that feels I'm illiterate or judges the fact that I may be illiterate. But if, if that same statement was said to another person who struggles with their reading, struggles with their literacy, that's going to make them feel highly offended, potentially, because they have the receptor for that. That is a sensitive spot for them. So... Have the humility, have the maturity to be able to recognize when your emotions are getting in the mix, to then be able to quiet those emotions or just push them aside, to then investigate what is the truth in what this person is saying. And now, not taking things personally can also come down to understanding that sometimes it's that person simply projecting. You know, it may not be your stuff. The stuff that that your partner is throwing at you may not be your stuff. It might be hers or it might be theirs. And if that's the case, again, being able to look at it objectively and understand and assess, is this mine or is this theirs? That's key as well. So, for example, I was in a a team meeting uh, about a week ago. And there was one person in the team who was calling out other people for not being honest, for not sharing their true feelings. And as we started to listen to this individual's you know, feedback about them not being honest, it became very, very clear that what was really going on is he was struggling being honest. He was having a very hard time sharing his feelings, and he had been for a while. And the way that it showed up was projecting by saying other people weren't being honest. But we, we, got, we got down to it. 
and recognize that no, this is, this is your thing that's coming out and being projected onto others. So sometimes that happens. You know, sometimes I might throw my stuff at Sarah. And then what, hap- what has happened in my, in my case is that if I'm projecting something on her, she can sniff it out. Like she can figure it out. And then she starts to unravel my story. And as I, re- as I realize my story is being unraveled and I'm being exposed, sometimes I get even more offended and I get defensive. And that can really shut things down. So it's important for that person who's holding the space to really be secure in who they are so that when somebody is, is projecting, you can just stand peaceful. You know, you're like a boulder in the middle of a churning ocean. Stuff can be going on around you, but you're, you're grounded. You're, you're, you're cool. Because it happens, especially when we're getting into intimate conversations. You know, people become defensive. You know, I mean, think, think about the challenges around letting people in. If somebody else is challenged about letting people in and you're pushing and you're prying and you're getting close to that sensitive spot, you're getting close to that button that they have, a lot of times people can become defensive around that. And in, that, in those moments when another person is defensive, somebody needs to keep their head in that situation. Because if they don't, and you got two people who are firing off of emotion, well, that's just a formula for that conversation to spin out and to not end well. And we've been there. I've been there. It happens. But what I get from you, Mark, is that you're playing to have a relationship that's at a higher level of transparency and trust. And so that really comes from the inner work. That self-work that you're going to do is crucial to building a strong, trusting, and loving relationship. Because everything that you do on yourself is going to then be able to be reflected and magnified in those conversations with that person. And that's what relationships do, by the way. Relationships magnify the truth about what's going on within us. They say that about relationships and kids as well. So, you know, when we when Sarah and I were planning a family, people were like, get your stuff together. Get your, get your you know, step your emotional maturity game up because whatever you guys have going on individually and as a unit is going to be magnified when you introduce kids. The same type of thing happens as an individual when you then step into a relationship and you make a commitment with somebody else. Whatever you've got going on internally becomes magnified. And where do you think those magnifications really can spin into, you know, into something that's that's not uh, a lot of fun? Like when do you, do you think that the And when do you think those inner, let's just say demons, just for this one second, those inner demons come out? It's in a stressful situation, like an intense, intimate, personal, honest conversation. That's when that stuff comes out. So if you want to be able to have powerful, transparent conversations, right? Like that's, that's game time. That's relationship game time. You need to make sure you're putting in the practice beforehand, individually. Looking inward, exploring what, what's going on within me. What are these insecurities that I'm having? What are these fears all about? Why do I not want to let people in? What am I afraid of embracing myself? Explore those things. Work on healing those things. One way to heal those things 
is to get comfortable sharing them with others. It really is. You know, I think one of the reasons why I can talk about my attachment to porn so much and and eventually I'm going to do an episode about my attachment to weed because, man, I was I was so connected to weed for a number of years. The reason why I can talk about those things is because I've gone inward and I've really examined them because there was a long time, 10 plus years, where I would not tell anybody, no one, about my challenges with porn. No one. Not my best guy friend who was probably going through some stuff himself. Not my girlfriend who I wanted to turn into my fiance and potential wife. That was one of those things that I mentioned earlier. One of those aspects of myself that I was comfortable hiding forever. I was so judgmental of it. I was so ashamed of it. But because I started to explore, like, what is that? You know, and, I, and because I started to recognize that I didn't like the feeling and I wanted to change that feeling. And so I started to write about it and talk about it and just shine light on it. You know, just work on being okay thinking about it. That work translated to where I am today, which is in a much more powerful space around those conversations. And a huge consequence, you know, one of the ripples from doing that self-work is that when I get into a relationship, when I'm talking to Sarah and we're talking about some real stuff, I can be honest. I can be honest with her because I'm being honest with myself. And she can receive it and she can feel comfortable being honest with me because I've made deposits. Because I'm speaking her love language consistently. Because I'm showing up consistently. I'm being the man who I say I want to be. All of those things contribute to creating the environment of trust. And so... I appreciate you, man. I really appreciate you, Mark, in just bringing this this question to me and, and really creating this opportunity to have this conversation on the podcast because I know there are so many people out there who, who are struggling with trust in their relationships and struggling with trust within themselves. I think it's a human thing, you know? And so, Mark, if you weren't, if you didn't bring this out, then this conversation wouldn't have happened. So I'm extraordinarily grateful to you. I really am. And so if anybody out there has some feedback around building trust in relationships, please share it. Please share with me because this episode is meant to be a two-parter, but it can expand to to more than that, you know, if people are coming with ideas and and new insights and new ways to look at it. You know, trust in relationships is something I am constantly evolving and working on building myself. So if you've got feedback, if you've got ideas, more questions, whatever it is, reach out, mattcbivens at gmail.com. I'd love to hear from you. And thanks for hanging out with, this ep- with me on this episode. You know, I'm excited to get into part two. And again, in part two, we're going to have Sarah on and we're going to dive into some real relationship stuff because her and I have gone through the ringer in our relationship and we've, we've been very, very intentional about creating an awesome relationship and we've done a lot of things to build that trust and so we'll get into them and more in part two and with that my name is matthew bivens here is to you creating and experiencing your abundant loving 
life. Peace. Quick note about the Having It All podcast. I am not a doctor nor a licensed therapist. I'm a guy with a story and a passion for conscious conversation. My thoughts, opinions, and beliefs are my own. So please consult with your doctor or healthcare provider regarding any questions or issues you have related to your personal, physical, or mental health. Does your father know you're listening to this podcast? Well, when you're done, why don't you stop by and check out a show that is 100% dad-approved, Dadages. Hi there, I'm Chad Higgle. If you're looking for useful insights and practical advice you can actually apply to work, family, education, philanthropy, and just life in general, check out Dadages. That's D-A-D-A-G-E-S, wherever you listen to your podcasts.